just a week ago, our very own Pat Corain prophesied that Ronald Jones would land on the Chiefs. Well, the prophecy has come true. Ronald Jones will get it. Pat, I'm sure you've already given your takes on uh, on maybe an NBC Sports Edge pod, maybe somewhere else. But the ship chasing cohort, they need it. What? Where were you? Do you remember what you were wearing when you heard the news that Ronald Jones would be signing with the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, you know, it was one of those things where the news kind of trickled in. So I saw Davis retweet this like Arrowhead Pride Twitter account saying they, you know, Rojo was signing there. And then, of course, I'm checking our our NBC Sports Edge app, going, "Where's where's the blurb here, guys? What are we doing?" <laughs> then the I went, <laughs> I went and looked to see if Schefter had anything. Schefter didn't have it. No one had it. So then I was looking at the comments. Obviously, everyone's like, "Oh, great, you guys jumped the gun." They're like, "Trust us, the deal is done. They just haven't inked it yet." That's when all the big guys will, will report it. So I was checking. It took like two days for uh, the contract to get signed. So I was updating pretty regularly, very on top of the news in those two days. And I then say, uh, did I was you actually... volunteer for like a 48 hour <laughs> yeah, shift. Was... You're like, I got this guys. I got this. <laughs> I worked. Uh, yeah. 40 consecutive news hours. And then uh, I went skiing this past weekend. So uh, I was leaving the, the ski resort and saw that Rojo had signed. I uh, got a couple of tweets off and then I actually took a nap. So it was a, it was a nice day. Wow. And then, and then the Lord could rest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I could rest easy knowing uh, Rojo was in KC. Uh, Gretch, I assume you were pretty excited about this signing as well. Yeah, man, this, this is what we were hoping for, right? I still have my, uh, my dynasty bags for sure. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, my uh, old colleague at CBS, Jimmy Eisenberg, sent uh, a thread this week about some conversations he had at the owners meeting. And I thought it was really interesting what he wrote about Ron Jones. Talked about this a little bit on Stealing Bananas. But apart from saying like he likes the size, speed, he's got good vision. He said he needs that opportunity to feel like he's a major part of this thing. We'll give him that as long as he comes in the right frame of mind and all those things. So it's like kind of both sides of the Rojo coin where one, we've always kind of thought like he's a confidence player and he, and, and Andy Reed kind of straight up said that. And, and we're happy that he's now going to be under a player friendly coach. And, and it's good that, and, you know, Andy Reed's like and, and saying this from the start, like he needs this opportunity to feel like he's a major part of things. And it's going to probably be positive if, if that's the case, but the other side of it where we've kind of heard whispers that maybe his frame of mind isn't always right. And it's interesting to me that that wasn't just a Tampa thing. And, and Andy Reid was already acknowledging as, it as well, that they, you know, they want him to come in in the right frame of mind. Hopefully he does. You know, we know this guy's really talented. It's just that stuff that like, if that stuff gets cleaned up, like he's going to be super good. He's going to be fun to draft this year. I'm, I'm all in again. Yeah. I mean, I've um, been following the off season workouts for years. I know he's going to put in the, put in the work, uh, <laughs> working out with Jamal Williams in the desert and all that. I so. remember those. They're sprinting up the sand dunes. They're sprinting up hills. Yeah. 
That yeah, Jamal Williams actually had a pretty good year. I, I don't remember those, but I wasn't uh, <laughs> on the chats back then. I'm sure Pat was sending them to you every day when he saw them. <laughs> well, that that was the birth of the da- that season. I want to say our off season that was, was the birth of the Daily Rojo. That was da- that was the Daily Rojo bit. I said I, I had stuff like that that I was sharing on Twitter as uh, as you're getting your your news every day on Rojo hashtag Daily Rojo. Yeah, which uh, I, I don't know why, why for some reason it tilts me that that's your Discord name. <laughs> Does like really? every time I go to do at you, I type at and I'm like, fuck, it's daily rojo. God damn it. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> well, I'm not changing it now. Hey, how funny is it that the other news today was uh Bruce Arians stepping back into the front office? Was it just that he oh there there's the question? Was it was it just that he was uh so depressed that his favorite yeah. punching bag is no longer <laughs> there and he has nothing I was, else to live for. I was about to make this joke like three times. <laughs> yeah, he lost the passion, you know, once you have yeah. the the uh the Ronald Jones not there to bench anymore. I mean the rumor is that he tried desperately to get them to re-sign Ronald Jones so that he could bench him for the entire 2022 season. <laughs> he just and once he couldn't have that vindictive nugget as part of his contract, he was like, I'm out. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. It's not worth it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Been or, in this I mean, whole story if, about giving Todd Bowles an opportunity. Nothing to do with it. Either that or what if he's just been taking cues from Tom Brady? He's like, if Tom Brady can do the fake retirement, maybe I get to do it. Little two weeks here, get all the victory laps about what a great coach I am. And then you're like, eh, actually, I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he'll, he's already done this, actually. he Remember, he retired before, and then he came out of retirement to take the Tampa job, right? So uh, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up somewhere else. Maybe he just waits out Brady and comes back. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, Gretch, do you think, um, does this meaningfully change anything from a Bucks outlook standpoint or anything that could trickle over to fantasy implications? I think, uh, I mean, I, n- no, not meaningfully. I think it has a small impact just in the sense that Bulls is more of a defensive head coach. And, you know, Arian, Ar- I think Arians is, is a, a positive for the, um, for the offense and for the, you know, the way that they're going to attack things at the same time, he's let left, which have a ton of the, um, you know, freedom to do what he wants for a while now. And then obviously Tom Brady as a presence is going to influence everything. So I don't think it's a major thing, but I could see some situations where like bulls isn't as comfortable, maybe going forward and fourth downs or things like that. I mean, it, it could be a little bit of a, a hindrance. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do wish he'd left it to left, you know, left, yeah. is the guy that was, really in the running for head coaching jobs. And just from like a, a Tampa Bay perspective, I'm surprised they didn't insist that it was left, because that's the guy you're worried about losing next off season. So that's a little bit of a disappointment uh, just for the reasons that, that you're saying, Ben, like maybe they're not as aggressive, maybe they're, you know, like what was, who was it uh, when was it McCarthy had COVID or something? And, and uh, the interim coach in Dallas, like told Kellen Moore to stop passing so much, you know, He's basically he's like, I'm here so that Kellen Moore doesn't get a little too pass heavy, happy. You worry about stuff like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Connor making the point here that I, I definitely think is is evident between all of this. I mean, this is Tom Brady's going to get uh, an, a, another little swan song here to uh, to call the shots. Uh, I think he's he's probably going to be the de facto coach. Um, Do you think it, that could be a problem? Like. 
Yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for Brady, obviously, but like Brady and Arians, I think had a pretty good mutual respect. What, how does the Brady bulls relationship look like Does Brady just sort of have free reign to do whatever he wants. And then could that be sort of a problem? Like, do you really want the player to not have any checks or balances? I think it could be. And I guess there's going to come down to what his relationship with is with left, really. Yeah. Uh, which I assume must be pretty tight at this point. I mean, but. It, but this is also not necessarily an unfamiliar setup in the NFL. You know, Aaron Rodgers checking out of play calls, Big Ben checking out, like just kind of running the show on the field. But you're saying more from a even a more macro organizational standpoint that he might have too much overreach. Yeah, I think game planning, um, you know, talking about things like fourth down decisions and things like that on a player level, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I like teams to be aggressive, but you can see it kind of getting them into some problems. Potentially there might be some points where you need the head coach to step in and be like, actually, we don't have our a game offensively right now. We don't have answers for what the defense is doing. We need to actually punt here. You know, I, I mean, no, no, you lost me. You lost me. Oh no, no they're not going to be conservative enough with the quarterback coaching. Let's go Tom Brady for head coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where are you guys at on, I mean, I feel like Leonard Fournette has been an interesting, obviously, Gretch, uh, I know you wrote about him in Stealing Signal, signal Substack uh, the other day, but I feel like his ADP is all over the map. You know, you'll sometimes see him going fifth, sixth round. I hear, I was listening to Leone say that, you know, think he could be a justifiable, you know, second round, third round pick even. Does any of this stuff, as far as the Leonard Fournette outlook, knowing Bruce Arians fucking loved Lenny Fournette, does that change anything for his outlook for you guys? It doesn't really for me. I mean, they didn't love Keyshawn Vaughn. And I, I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn's fine. And I think in a way, Fournette probably benefited from Vaughn looking okay in the playoffs, like not embarrassing himself. Because now they're not probably going to add a running back of real note. So that's all he – like, if, if he goes in and they feel comfortable with Vaughn as a backup, I mean, that's pretty nice for Leonard Fournette because he's going he's gonna to have the same role he did last year. Yeah. Gretch, do you think they um, kick the tires on anyone else in free agency or maybe draft a guy in, I don't know, fourth, fifth round? In the backfield? Yeah. Uh, No. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they might bring in another, yeah, like fourth, fifth round running back, but um, I think they're pretty content going forward with Fournette. I mean, his yeah. role, like, it looks really good. He's probably a, a first, second round pick in, for the people that like to take running backs. Not for me. But. <laughs> <laughs> for those yeah. folks, yeah. It does feel like he's a 2016 first round pick, though. Yeah. Like, I do think the fact that he's not immediately in the, 205 range like says we've come a decent way because like everyone understands that it's like he's an older player he is like decent at what he does but he's not amazing and it's really the opportunity and this you know where is he going back to draft him uh i haven't gone all over the map yeah he's all yeah i mean i would take him in like the third or fourth sixth round yeah, oh, I, think I would absolutely take him in the fifth round. I mean, I don't yeah, want to so. take Leonard Fournette ever, but like he's going to settle in in the first two rounds. I don't think he's just a 2016. Like, I think he's going to absolutely set when projections get done. You look at his high value touches, yeah. you look at his receiving, 
the the points this offense is going to score, the TDs he's going to score. He's one hundred. Leone's already done his projections. He's tweeted about this and said that Fournette comes out as like a late first to him in his projections. People just aren't looking at projections enough yet. It will influence things later in the summer. I don't want three, to take three four there. at FFPC. It seems like. That seems like an, a, a steal. Yeah, he was the like, eight, the high value touch that stat I was. This about guys never go at the three four turn in the FFPC. Mister X has taken him at two two like this yeah. entire yeah. off season. Yeah, but yeah. Fournette last year was the leader in high value touches. That stat that I was running about in Sun Signals, uh, which is like receptions and, and green zone touches. So you know touchdown and reception equity, and uh, by a lot, by, by a good chunk, obviously Christian McCaffrey was hurt, all those things, but that's where the running back upside is. I'm not saying Fournette has massive upside because there wasn't a lot of backs this past year that stayed healthy enough to contend with him for, uh, the high value touch crown and, you know, overall running back upside. Generally, it wasn't like, a. it was the lowest Jonathan Taylor season was the lowest RB one season since 2015, uh, in points per game. But, um, Basically, Fournette is the type of guy who, if he stays healthy with the way he's used and what he has in this offense and those high value touches, like will definitely return first town round value. It's just a question of health, like almost certainly, even if he's inefficient. Yeah. Right. And he, he catches the ball like, you know, well enough. And there's really no one. I mean, I think last year, the fact that like Gio Bernard was there and we thought, OK, they're going to split this up and that didn't happen at all. You know, and then he consolidated all the early down work. I mean, it's like, it's is this real or is this a uh, hope to Jerry? No, this is this is Devin uh, connecting dots here, which honestly would make a little bit of sense if the Chiefs decide to retain Terrell Williams, let McKinnon walk. It would be probably the the next best landing spot for me. Here's McKinnon. here's a question for you guys: What's the difference between other than age, and maybe that's the difference? You, What's the difference, I, Ben? Between? If you say that, because I was literally about to ask the same question, I think. Leonard Fournette and Najee Harris? Yes. I was literally <laughs> wow. going to pose this question. I was literally going to pose it. And I was like, oh, but it's a, you know, it's a bit much because, you know, one's a second year player. What, but it's a very What's similar bet. Yeah. It's a very similar bet. I mean, uh, dude, we are so dialed in right now. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was like, you're thinking what I'm thinking. I know I'm thinking know. Najee Harris. Yeah. It's a, it's the same play. You're just betting on touches, but. Harris, I think, is a better bet to stay healthy. But, like, is he a two-rounds better bet? Not in, wow. not in those premium rounds. This no was way. supposed to be a celebration of Rojo, not you guys talking yourselves <laughs> into how much you love Leonard Fournette. Well, I don't love him. I just – it's like if you're going to get a chance to get a third or fourth-round pick – or sorry, a guy in the third or fourth round now that's going to end up going in the mid-second late. Like, we can – let's be grossed out when he's at the, the 112 – but that doesn't mean we need to not draft him now. <laughs> can you know can yeah. we just stop for a second and appreciate that's the first time Pete in the history of ship chasing has ever asked for more Rojo. From <laughs> 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 when has that ever had to happen? Yeah. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, now it's, now it's cool for me to like him back when you guys were all on him. I had yeah, to kind of distance yeah. myself. Um, Francis, I have breaking news for you. He asked, who do they get to replace Antonio Brown? His name is Russell Gage. Right. Like, I mean, are they, yeah. are they not, I can't imagine them making a bigger splash than that. No, no. Gage was pretty good last year. Like he was, uh, yeah. and he was, he played about half his snaps in the slot and half his snaps outside. Uh, I was actually looking, he, his name jumped out to me as I was, I was looking at some uh, prospect stuff that he was used a bit deeper in college. So like, he's not a, uh, 
yeah, he, he's not going to be Antonio Brown, but he can do uh, a similar role where he's playing on the outside in three wide receiver sets when Godwin's healthy. And I think he can kind of hold down the Godwin role a little bit before Godwin gets back to full speed. So it'll be um, fun. Pat, on you, uh, on your daily Rojo, did any of your beat reporters uh, hear that Ronald Jones got a private jet? Is this a, they flew him out to KC to sign? I've been working on these uh, these rookie <laughs> articles. So the daily Rojo uh, feed is not up to up to speed, but uh, we'll we'll get that out. We'll get that out. What, Definitely what would thought happen? he flew coach. Definitely <laughs> yeah. thought he was a coach. Pat, if you went to the NBC Sports Edge devs or back end guys and you're like, all right, can we just get a tab on the site for the news feed that's called Daily Rojo and you let me write exclusive Ronald Jones blurbs? Like, well, what, they, they what let, would they say to you? They let Denny do the adjust the ranks thing all year, which is fantastic. <laughs> what, yeah, they let Denny do yes. whatever. He, Denny's doing movie reviews over there now. I mean, what, what's going on? Hey, Denny, yeah, they're doing the Oscar. They're guessing what <laughs> movies are just from the trailers. <laughs> It's What's going on bit. over there at NBC Sports? <laughs> Kyle Dvorak was like making up movies. Like he, they were like, "What's the power of the dog?" About he's like making up a movie, and it sounded good. <laughs> like, he might I bet be a it was better screenwriter. than Power of the Dog itself. My God, I actually didn't mind Power of the Dog. Oh, jeez, Pat, that's such a not a not a big Nightmare thing. Alley guy. I don't know where you guys are on that. Could have could have done without that one. It was not that good. I, I took a not film noir good. class in college because it was like an easy A, and I actually enjoyed it. And everyone was saying this was like a new age film noir. I just, I didn't like Nightmare Alley. I was like, this is not that, it's not good. The motivation of one of like the main characters is basically just like, it's a trope. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, why, did, what, why did that happen? Oh, because that's what always happens in these. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was like too, it was too predictable, exactly, or whatever yeah. you want, however you want to put it. Yeah. Um, should we hop in uh, a rookies and sophomores draft here? The only disappointment is that Ronald Jones is not a rookie or sophomore, but otherwise I think that's, yeah. Do we, do we, do we, can we do uh, fifth year players? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Fifth year seniors and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and USFL players is the new. <laughs> they do need to do a guys on their second contract. Yeah. Second or... contracts only. Yeah. Guys who, or even just guys who changed team this offseason would be a really interesting one because there's been yeah. so much movement. Newbies. That would be fun to, uh, yeah, flesh out the uh, the thematic uh, versions of these drafts. So, yes, let's hop in here. Um, have you been more in, oops, have you been, oh, these are only, They're oh, four, these are yeah. only the four person. Okay. By the way, someone's asking if Gage is a concern for God, Godwin. Uh just to clarify the point earlier, no, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying he can help them out while Godwin's uh, no. <laughs> getting back. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I am going to. Have you been doing? Uh, what have you been working on, Pat? As far as like rookie stuff. So I got out uh, yesterday. I got out my part one on the rookie wide receivers. Um, going through the analytical profiles and ranking that the was top, sweet. my top five guys. I, yeah, thanks, I definitely man. looked at that. It's very long. It's very in depth. I hadn't I haven't got a chance to read every word yet, but I looked through like, and I love how you broke it down by like the pros and the cons of the different little yeah, parts yeah. that we talk about the profile stuff. It's so good. That's like exactly. I, I'm I'm definitely reading the whole thing when I get a chance. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, I've got part two will be out. My plan is to. Uh, 
I, I need to like get it from where I'm editing it to the, the system. I, I plan to do that after the show tonight. So it should be published like early tomorrow morning. And then I'll have a part three that'll probably come out on Friday. Uh, they've got quarterbacks coming next week. I've got running backs working on, um, which will be the week after that. And the tight ends um, still, still kind of getting cracking. Um, we are on the clock. 17 seconds oh. here. Burn zone took Lance first. Um, Chase? Chase. Yeah, Chase. I uh, I had a very fun start to uh, an underdog super flex draft. I had the 101, so I grabbed Josh Allen and then was able to get Chase and Jefferson at the 2-3 turn, which felt pretty That's handful. amazing. And, of course, I'm sitting there staring at, like, I could grab Kirk or uh, uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins with Jefferson for this time. I'm like, I'm not fucking taking Kirk Cousins over Jamar Chase. No <laughs> way. I'm not doing that. Um, all right, we are back on the clock here again. I forgot how quick these ones are. Uh, I think Brees Hall. We could, yeah. He's been go- he was going much later before. I don't know how much you want to factor that in. Okay. Um, Who would be? I think he'd be fine here. Maybe maybe Elijah Moore. All right, let's do more. That gives us an out to Zach Wilson as well. Yeah. But Brees would be nice if he makes it back. Sean asked the question that is getting more concerning by the day, uh, which is when is the time to worry about Jimmy G still being on the roster? Last month? (laughs) Like before free agency? Like what? what? I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm starting to get Let's do Brees here. This is a really nice, nice three-player start. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun start there. Um, I'm not that concerned to be honest. Uh, it seems like they want him to take a pay cut if they're going to keep him. So, I don't know. I mean, they, there's like a legit chance they just cut him. He's got one year left on his deal. If they can't get anything for him, I mean, but aren't you concerned about the fact they went to the conference championship with him last year? Like, they might think he's their best chance to win. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a bit concerning. He's got uh, he's recovering. I mean, the, part of the reason that the Colts weren't interested in him is that he got shoulder surgery like what a, a month or two ago, and so he's not going to be able to throw until like I think the, July fourth was what Schefter says. But you know, it's possible he's not throwing until like the second we get training camp or something. Oh, we're up. Uh, we are back. Oh, Should we get that awesome. stack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Beautiful. get that. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Um, I mean, yeah. it's totally it's totally possible that they go into the season with him as a starter, but uh, and that's not really reflected in, in Lance's ADP. I was just gonna say that, like, the concern over Jimmy G is not baked into Lance's ADP whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. Um, sentiment is down though. There's lots of comments on this. I mean, uh, Uncle, we're Lance, back, up. Or, we're oh, back, back up. on the clock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think Michael Carter. I mean. I, I'm, I'm getting, I like Michael Carter, Walker yeah. Buzz, but yeah, Michael Carter for the stack seems, yeah, a little all in on the Jets. Yeah, like yeah. we're already all in on him if we're betting on yeah. the Wilson Moore stack. Um, Uncle Andy said Trey Lance is a bust. Jimmy G will start. I mean, I think it's possible that the latter happens, but I still <laughs> don't bus, think we. The bust comment it's very funny to me. Like <laughs> I, we have no like, idea if he's this a guy's raw. <laughs> His guys were like the whole thing was like he's raw, he's and start a lot of games. They probably want him to like sit for a while. He sat longer than we thought he would. He didn't look incredible in like two games. 
now it's a bust. Well, like, and then okay. the thing is, is if he does play right away, then you're in the Tua situation and they say, well, you didn't show me enough. He sucks because he played right, right out of the gate and wasn't phenomenal. So you can't win unless you truly set the world on fire as a rookie. You suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's how analysis works. All right, Pat, where are you at on Kenneth Walker right now? Because there's been a little hype this week. I'm, I'm it seems, so buying so it. I. Just oh well, let's make a pick here. I kind of want to uh, take him here. Let's and then grab hit all your Walker. rookie running backs. What's that? Yeah, let's let's do Walker. I think okay. he's a good pick. Okay. Here. I love this running back trio. Um, yeah, we could probably be done at running back. Or there's yeah. there's we can get one more later, maybe. Um we'll probably need two Qs. Oh, there's we need two how many Qs, rounds? Yeah. I believe it's ten. Yeah, it's not a ton. Uh sorry, we're back on the clock. Uh I like Bateman. I like Moore, Sky Moore. Guys, I'm I'm good at either. I think it's time yeah. to draft Sky Moore. Sky Moore, two wise. It's the fucking sickest name I've ever seen for a wide receiver in my goddamn life. Sky's up. Oh, good. that's the best we're back baby we're back dude i love the one where the camera doesn't follow and you're like not sure what happened and and he came down with it (laughs) i actually uh wanted to take bateman there but i was like no we got to debut our new sky more clip here i was Um, like uh, let's grab rashad white here is this too many running backs this might be maybe we might be going over one of the running backs yeah let's get a pass catcher who do you Fryermuth, Nico. Is Pickens healthy? Pickens is a good pick here. He's Pickens go is a good pick. Actually, yeah. first Even round. Pickens. Okay. Yeah, if we want one more running back, we should take White. If we're just going three, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, so you start one running back and you start one flex. So max. And then there's seven have. benches. This is actually yeah. a 12 man draft, if I'm adding that up right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's twelve. Oh, you're right. It's twelve. Yep. So we do need another running back, probably. Okay, so we we can do. Uh, was it? Sp- uh, you go. wanted to do white. My white one. Well, let's wait then. Let's wait a while. Yeah, we already have three really good backs. Yeah, we're, we're um, we got ten wait. seconds for another pick. Go down. Oh. Can you scroll down? Shit. Um, we could do Dotson. Corral to get the other. Yeah. Uh, okay. Take Corral. He's the, he's the best QB probably. Okay. Kevin, Kevin Cole really likes him, right? As yeah, the, he really likes as the him. number one. Pickett would maybe be a better pick in a way, but he might go to like the Lions or something, uh, or he could go to the Panthers. I don't know. I don't really believe in Pickett, but uh, Sean's been telling he might have been a better pick there. Me, he thinks all five of the QBs will be gone by about like forty three. I think they're mostly all going to start. Honestly, I mean, we don't know who's going to take one. Like the Packers took freaking Jordan Love that year, but like Seattle's a spot that can start. Detroit. There, I mean, there's a lot of places. Detroit, they might not start. I think whoever Seattle takes is probably starting Luke one. Yeah. I mean, Drew Locke is just so bad. He's so bad. What structure? I haven't done a lot of the rookies and sophomores ones. Do you have a structural build that you like to hit? I, I'm guessing it's like a 246 would be ideal. Yeah. 
that's that's about it. Um, Freermuth feels like a pretty good pick by this point. Yeah, I like that. I like he's good. Yeah, he 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 was pretty good, pretty damn good. Juju's gone. He's gonna have to step up a little bit. Yeah, it's a nice little pass catcher group, man. Those are all Mm -hmm. good prospects, good players. Yeah, this is a fun team. Yeah, except the, I mean, the QBs, right? Like, uh, hopefully Zach Wilson and Matt Corral are good enough. Yeah. Is it Corral or Coral or, like, how do you say his name? It's Corral. Corral, okay. Yeah. Um, um, Two more picks, a running back and a down. wide receiver. Oh, David Bell. Yeah, let's get Bell. The athletic stuff might knock yeah. him down, but the production is so good, right? Yeah, the production's awesome. <clears throat> and he looks like... I mean, he, he's you're basically hoping he's like Jarvis Landry or like Robert Woods, you know. Keenan Allen ran a 4.71. So, like, it's a thinner path, but it's actually like the upside that he has if he's good enough to overcome poor athleticism is still quite high. Yeah. It's more that, like, his odds of hitting that in the first place are, are low. We need the draft capital to start. Yeah, right? we need we, – if he's a fourth-round pick, it's over. It's rough. But if, yeah. yeah. And he could, he's a, he could very well be. Unfortunately, he could very well be. Who do you want at running back out of these rookies, or do you, or Sermon? I'm probably Sermon. I, I still haven't like really made strong opinions on the second tier of running backs. So, uh, I used to take Kyron Williams here, but I think I'm out on him. Okay. Yeah, the forty times. Yeah, stuff, running so, back uh, got gets thin real quick. But Sermon's running a good back pick here. Yeah, he might be completely dust, but it's a good freaking flyer. I also think run. you can go three three running backs in these, like right. them last year. Like you, you just—it's the hyper fragile thing. Did San Fran add any backs? Um, uh, they brought back Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson back, yeah, that's it. But it's just Elijah Mitchell, Sermon Wilson, and Debo is going to play. But like Sermon should and, get some carries this year if that's the depth. Chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean actually asked a question about ADP gap right now between Ayuk and Debo. Do you guys think it's too extreme? Where's Ayuk going? He's late, man. I, my ADP is all out of whack from the super flex drafts. Yeah, but me he's too. Going in like the tenth and eleventh in those. I think the conversation is definitely different than the conversation we had last year about their ADP gap. They like we have a really important new information, which is that Debo is a god and Ayuk did stumble a little bit last year with a God on the field with him. And so two it's gods. like, yeah, two gods. Cause the kill as well. Right. Oh, and I meant so, Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kittle. <laughs> I think, I think I used to find like rebound candidate, but I'm not, I'm analyzing this separate of this idea of like the gap between the two Debo. You take where you take him because he's Debo. Ayuki take him because he has the potential to bounce back. Some of his paths include Debo having the injury issues crop up again or something. I, I just I don't even think I'm thinking of them in relation to each other. Last year they're up they were both like upside case guys that I think it made sense to think of them in relation to each other a little bit. This year I don't think so. I, I, I mostly agree. I, I I tend to think Debo is like a little overdrafted right now, um, just because of like. I, I just kind of like have this belief that once the projections come in, it'll be like hard for him to be justified at the ADP. So it's like, maybe this is fair for like what's actually going to happen, but I feel like you're maybe drafting him at the top of the market of where we're going to end up. So um, 
that's made me like a little bit, but you know, it's probably a silly thing to do for these tournaments that are like ending soon. Like you, you got to take them where you take them. I agree with you that it's probably a bit rich, but one thing I feel pretty confident, like he's not going to drop um, his mm. ADP just because it kind of goes back to that thing we were talking about during FFPC playoff challenge with what a comfy pick he is, because yeah, you can yeah. tell yourself like, Oh, maybe Trey Lance unlocks this offense and Debo's a big beneficiary. Or it's like, eh, it's the same old with Jimmy G and they manufacture all these fun creative touches for him and he succeeds that way yeah. too. And like, plus script, my negative script, he's gonna get the ball. Yeah, right. Like what that. are the like you can now, I mean, before the trade, like Tyreek was going right around him. And like now you can be like a little spooked about Tyreek's upside. I think that's like a fair Devante concern. Yeah, it, but with Debo, you're just like, no, he's he's gonna he's gonna crush in whatever scenario. Yeah, at least that's what I think the how sentiment will shake. Yeah, out. that's a good point. And you know, yeah, Adams and Tyreek now, you know, you're feeling a little bit queasy about them. So it's like, I mean, Chase and Jefferson and Cup are gonna be their own tier, right? That's what I that's what I think. Yeah, Leone was saying I think he still has Cup one. But it seems like you can make a case for any of those three to be first wide receiver taken. I think I prefer Chase. I think for me right I think now, I it's probably prefer Jefferson. Really? Jefferson over Chase? I prefer Jefferson and Chase. Um, yeah. Cup is very, very close. Yeah, I think that's a clear three tier as well. Um, where and are you? So, like, I kind of like AJ Brown three, more than Debo. Maybe that tier should be three, four, and five overall in single QB. Honestly, I think because the top two probably backs. C CMC JT and then those three. Yeah, that's what I think. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Are you guys CMC then JT or JT then CMC? I think I I'm think CMC. I'm. I think I'm JT, but I don't I'm feel JT. strongly. If I had to like rank it, but I mean, I, I wrote about this recently. Have fun with your I've, two games, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> if JT is still the clear one hundred and one. I'll take him when I get the first pick, and I'll take CMC yeah, when yeah. I get the second. I, I I agree. If CMC was like consensus one on one, I'd take him one on one. Well, and right now I do think at least I don't know until training camp, you're probably still going to be able to get the occasional discount on McCaffrey. You know, people like spooked about injury yeah. or whatever. So mm -hmm. I do think it makes sense to you know load up on your McCaffrey shares now while yeah. while it's cheap. Um, yeah. Or as someone once said. The dead zone starts at 101. <laughs> I have heard that. I mean, we were, we were messing around with these kind of starts all last off season on the in the best ball tournaments. But I mean, I I would not bat an eye at anyone taking one of those three wide receivers 101 um, there too. If that's just how you structurally want to build, um, I don't I don't have any problem with it. Yeah, I mean, in the best ball stuff, it's like you're going to get enough shots at those guys. And, you know, I'd probably just kind of take the the ADP. Yeah. Um, in those first few rounds. But, like, so for me, it would be more about, like, loading up on those guys in the middle of round one um, as a, and, like, kind of being willing to pass on some of the running backs in the middle of round one and, the you know, so that yeah. I'm, like, kind of more overweight those wide receivers. But, uh that yeah, the I, appeal, I don't think I want to be underweight the top two guys at running back. No, I don't either. And I was thinking more of it from the uniqueness perspective. And that also has to do with how 
clear or, or how much does the two, three turn ADP settle mm-hmm. to where if everyone's always taking those running backs that you're getting, you know, unique pairs. Um, and that, I mean, only a two pick wiggle room, maybe it's negligible, but it also just depends how those tiers shake out. The, yeah, the, that discussion is kind of helping me think through this idea that if I was going to take a receiver one-on-one, I think it would be cut because I, I love Chase and Jefferson so much, but I don't know that we know that they have, like they're going to be, they're incredible and they're going to be statistically incredible their whole career. I don't know that we have the specific statistical template for what their season would look like, that it would be better than all the running backs, even the best running backs. Cup basically just showed us that last year. Like he's in the offense and the way he was used. So you're basically just betting that he can repeat what he did. Right. So like he has the upside that looks like it can be better than all the running backs basically. And so if I'm actually going receiver one-on-one, I I think it's cup for me because there's just, I don't know. It's all, it's like, I think it's cup for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do see the ceiling. It's I, I want it'd be more fun to say Jefferson, and I want to say Jefferson for that reason. But I think Cups the. It's like it is one of those things where it's like I don't know if we were, you know, in November or something. It's like you get to pick one receiver this week for DFS, and he's free. We'd be all like, we'd all be like Cup, Cup. Yeah, I think the other part of it is the receptions specifically, where with Jefferson and Chase, the upside is yards, touchdowns, all these things they can do. Them getting to a 110 catch season is probably a little bit more challenging. For Cup, it's like that feels like his median outcome is 110 catches. In PPR leagues, like if you're going to be better than the running backs, you're going to need probably 110 catch. You're going to need the, you know, Antonio Brown peak and those seasons where guys are catching 110, 120 balls. That's the other. Well, Jefferson had 108 last year. Um, and the, the one of the reasons I really like Jefferson is because like, He's the guy this year getting the offensive upgrade. You know, we got the quarterback upgrade with Cup last year that unlocked the new ceiling. Chase, obviously, in an incredible situation, you have a potential second-year leap there. You've got maybe an offensive kind of just like coming into its own as the offensive line gets better. So Chase has lots of reasons to like uh, him. But with Jefferson, I mean, you could be seeing more, uh, first of all, just a better designed passing offense. This is a guy that, you know, was uh, was seeing the Rams, like the the cup, you know, he's already said, like, we're going to use him like cup or whatever. So you're going to get that hype. That's fun. But you're also just like getting a much better design passing offense and a game plan designed around the quarterback and around the pass. And one that's just going to be a lot less pass heavy, a, a lot more pass happy. And uh, they'll probably be a bit faster, too. So just play volume yeah. and so pass volume. I do want to say I said 110 because I was just kind of. I don't know. That's that's outdated. We, we have 17 games now, and Cooper Cup caught 145 balls last year. That's insane. That just God. doesn't seem right to me. I haven't yeah. looked at that line yet. I don't think this Jefferson had 163 targets. <laughs> yes. So that's Cup, a big guess. Maybe I should have said 130 instead of 110. And yeah. I mean, yeah. what's crazy about this is you guys just both made very convincing cases for Cup and Justin Jefferson, and we're still talking about one of the best wide receiver prospects ever had one of the best rookie seasons ever tied to one of the best young quarterbacks who we could realistically produce Justin Jefferson when they played together on the same team. He's better. He's better than Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So I, yeah, that, that, that's a tier right there. Those three guys are, yeah. Yeah. Those are your alpha locks up there. Um, I don't even know. Like 
who can contend? Like, who's four? Brown, to me. Yeah. But Brown, still, because you get, the, you get the target. Like, the Brown upside is really there, where you just, like, he just soaks up target volume. He stays healthy. He wasn't healthy for a lot of last year. And he's awesome. Like that's yeah. you know that's you need you need a super to challenge those guys. You need to be drafting a superstar. Debo's obviously a superstar too, but I don't know. It just feels like kind of things came together for Debo last year in a really special way. And I feel like if if I'm taking a guy to con- compete with these top three wide receivers, I want as much upside. Brown just feels to me like he has a bit more upside than Debo. Do you guys agree I, with that or not? Yeah, I actually. Love that. Of course, if Gretchen did agree, Gretch, you agree with more, my take more about AJ Brown being good? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, I still, do, I also don't. I mean, I would not begrudge anyone to still have Adams there either. One of my takes, it's formulating is as we get into this group and we start to now, obviously Tyreek's in here somewhere, but I think probably even maybe a little further back is that Diggs still belongs in this conversation. He had a pretty rough year last year. A lot of missed potential, like, touchdown opportunities. Their shakeup at receiver and stuff. I still think, like, really big drop-off from 2020 to 2021. But I think 2021 was, like, where 2020 was above his 50th percentile, potentially approaching his 80th or 90th percentile outcome. 2021, I think, was below his 50th percentile outcome. I definitely think there's this potential rebound for Diggs uh, in that offense to to be like right up here in this like wide receiver five discussion behind Brown and like probably behind Debo as well. But I think you could I think you could rank Diggs over Adams with Adams having a new team. And that's a good that's a good one too. In that it um, Diggs is not like a sexy pick heading into this draft season and yet if Diggs finished you know top two or top three tied to josh allen and the best offense in the nfl would anyone be surprised and ready we'd all be like oh of course it made so much sense yeah um yeah. just yeah 2021 was a little bit of a down year compared to 2020 and then he got back to it in 2022 you know i mean that, that's all it would feel like and like they were playing a ton of emmanuel sanders which wasn't directly affecting Diggs in terms of his routes but like it was it was affecting the offense the offense wasn't clicking like i think if you have gabriel davis out there jameson crowder like i actually think is a good addition to the offense uh for some reason like we've all just i feel like the the fantasy industry was just like done with jameson crowder but he's like a starting nfl wide receiver i think it's probably good he's in the offense now well, it also coincides with everyone being very excited about Isaiah McKenzie and that being a splash right. of cold water. You're right. That that is what it is. But um, but I think you know I think it's good for the offense that they signed him. I think it's good for the offense. We're going to see more Gabriel Davis. It's potentially good for the offense when they draft the wide receiver. Uh, so you you have issues with with Diggs not um, seeing as many targets as we'd like, but. Last year's efficiency dropped off a ton. And that's like, I think, really uh, one of the big things that we need. Like, if that offense just starts clicking, then you could see Diggs really crushing again. Question from Mike here in the chat. Um, Pittman, obviously, not in that upper echelon conversation, but he says, What about Matt Ryan throwing to Pittman? Could he be a top 10 wideout like Ryan has had in the past? And he, any credence to this narrative, he could lock on to him like he has his previous Ridley's and Julio Joneses. Maybe. I'm not like you a, guys. I are, think 
Yeah. I think Pittman has like, I think Pittman's a solid receiver. He's surprised. Like I didn't like him that much as a prospect, but he's been pretty solid. He was good last year. Uh, He wasn't that great as a rookie. He wasn't terrible. He was good last year. He wasn't great. Um, So I could, I could see it, but I guess I'm not like super excited about it. Yeah. They don't add target competition though. I guess I kind of need to just get on board. I, I, I'm completely with you. I've said in signals that I think he's a long-term like good wide receiver too. My expectation was that they would be in on the top wide receivers this year. And if they get one, that that receiver is going to have a path to being like a star. Cause I mean, Pittman's been good, but like you said, I mean, he's even dating back to college, like his, his production was good, but it wasn't like super, super dominant. It's like, he's a really good number two. Mm -hmm. I think the guy I was, kind of thinking about or comparing him to at one point was Marvin Jones, who people always thought was, I think, better than he was. He's always like a good number two on a lot of the teams when he had his best years and stuff. But Pittman last year definitely benefited from a lack of target competition. So if you bring in a legitimate first-round rookie receiver or something like that, then it's going to – I think it's going to be a different situation for Pittman. But Ryan definitely has this tendency, too. He even did it with Gage last year. We're, you know, I think that's part of why you mentioned Gage's numbers jumped. His targets per run jumped. I think part of that was like Ryan had the one guy that he threw to a ton. It's like, yeah, he's done it with a lot of guys of different skill levels. Um, yeah. Yeah. If they don't get target competition, I'll, I'll probably start to move, move up on Pittman. Yeah. And that's again, another one of not, not that the uh, doing this as the, uh, the litmus test for everything, but Pittman having a great season with Matt Ryan would not surprise me whatsoever. Um, Henry Mudo bringing us back to some running back discussion. Do you guys think cook and Kamara are going so low this year because of potential suspensions? I see cook going around pick 10 and Kamara early to middle second round. I will not lie. Like I kind of like gloss over both of those names whenever I'm drafting and haven't given them a ton of thought. Where are you guys at on those two? Well, there's this really good stat that, um, explains both of them. If you go to their profile page, it's the AGE stat. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah? it's right up by uh, the name. What does that stand for? Um, alpha generating good. emissions. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it would have been great if you could have come up with a, an acronym that would have actually meant age. <laughs> I'm not that witty. <laughs> I wish I could. Um, but yeah, they're, to me, they're like, you're at a point at a certain point with guys like this where. I'm in on Cooks. If Cook's not getting suspended, I I mean, I think a more efficient offense, like less rushes, but but more efficiency. Um, And like we know the the Rams template, the Bengals are using the template. Like they're they're willing to run pretty heavily in these offenses, um, often more than we'd like them to. uh, But they're also well designed offenses. So I think Cook. I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how much to factor in the suspension risk. Like. It kind of felt like the the threat of a suspension like went went away. Like I haven't heard a ton about it, but uh, the Camaro one seems like a bit more likely to come through. But I, I don't really know how much how to I don't know how to assess that risk to be honest. Uh, <laughs> this but, is but actually I like Cook's fit. Average general, average general existence. existence. <laughs> I always wondered why well, I've been saying age my, my whole life, and I never knew what it stood for. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh okay. This some of some good suggestions here. Yeah, H ball says a geriatric, geriatric effect. Event. There. That's, wow. I like that one even better. This is like being you guys are all playing effect. categories right now where you get yes. the acronym prompt. Wow. You guys are credit. 
are getting elderly. Oh, <laughs> you guys are good. I love this adjusted geriatric effect. Like, that's, 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 the, that's the stat too. Like the adjusted yeah. geriatric effect on these guys is it's a little too high. You know, they're just they're not good anymore. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here too. JW asking uh, in line with the Ryan Pittman conversation thoughts on McLaurin with Wentz. Is that a, a neutral quarterback move for him or do you have it in one direction or the other? I like, um, can't bring myself to have a strong opinion on Terry McLaurin. Like his target spot runner never been great. He's definitely benefited from running a ton of routes and not having a lot of competition. He's very, very good, but he's not a superstar He's just like a third round, fourth round pick for eternity. Like, I don't even care who his quarterback is. Like, his team sucks. He's not going to score a bunch of touchdowns. He's good, though. He's not bad. He's good. He gets downfield looks, and he's he's efficient. Like, I just can't bring myself to care. I don't know. It's been like three years with him, like, on this way. He never had a good prospect profile, so part of it was yeah, like, I wasn't on him. Profile. Yeah, he's like one of the guys that, like, reminds you that we don't know that much. Um Except, yeah. what if he's not actually that great and just kind he's of good. Like he's ran good. hot? Yeah. No, he hit 2.05 yards per hour run as a rookie, 1.84 as a sophomore, 1.81 as a junior, as a third-year player. He's, Those he's are not amazing numbers. Those, Those are, are yeah. but, to, but to consistently be in that range, you're not like a fluke. You're not like of a course. guy who's just – like you're you're a solid starting NFL wide receiver and a, a pretty strong one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had – a career year with Wentz. I mean, his quarterback play has been pretty bad. And Heineke, I think, I mean, Heineke literally got McLaurin concussed trying to throw him a deep ball last year. Like, Heineke <laughs> sucks. You know? Wentz is not good, but I think he's still a, a, a decent upgrade for McLaurin. Like, I, I don't know if he gets Washington in, like, more wins than they had last year necessarily. Um, but they, like, Washington was uh, passing a decent amount on first and ten to start the year um they were like they did like all kind of a, a lot of like the bells and whistle stuff they did a lot of rpos did a lot of like motions and stuff like that they seemed like they were trying to you know get the most they possibly could out of heineke and then they they kind of like right around that tampa bay game they just like sort of packed it in and went to like a really kind of ball control run heavy approach i think wentz might just bring in more passing volume if they have more confidence I, Problem is the Colts kind of did the same thing where they also lost confidence in Wentz. So maybe it's the same story where over the course of the season they they go to a run heavy team. But I, I think they'll be he should see more passing volume and better quarterback play. So that's that's an upgrade. All right. Ricky has a prompt for us. He really wants us to name the top 10 wide receivers on rookie contracts. Jason Jefferson. Who's that? what you said jason jefferson no chase and jefferson oh chase and jefferson, jefferson. Chase. that's like there's a is there a new prospect i don't, I don't know about it. chase jefferson waddle elijah moore is aj brown still on his rookie contract yes metcalf probably um nikhil harry <laughs> sorry that was good t higgins <laughs> T. Higgins is getting Higgins is seven. CD Lamb. Lamb. I need uh, to like get a list out. Devonta Smith. So what so what draft classes? So it's the that's close. 
No, it's not. I would I would say no to Devonta Smith. Oh, Debo's still on his rookie contract. Oh, Debo. What? We're talking about extension for him, right? That's insane. He's still on his rookie. Yeah, because he's part of the. Because well, he was he's what, a second years. round pick. Wow. Do fifth year. Do fifth year. Extensions. Yeah, he has a. We should have a four year deal. I'm looking it up right now. This must be the last year's deal. They've been talking about his extension. Yeah, he's uh, same contract from 2019. That must have been when he was drafted, going into 2020. Two. All right, so Ricky. In. We're almost done with your prom. Deontay. You Deontay's on. Deontay's on a rookie contract. That's a good okay. one. Um. So I mean, was that eight or nine, Ben? I think we're up to nine. I think we're at nine. I, re- I stop <laughs> counting. <laughs> um, um, but now, Ricky, you need to reveal to us the the prestige and what. Uh, yeah, why is, Sutton, that? is Sutton on a rookie contract? I think he is. Uh, Sutton, I would say Sutton or Judy. Pick your pick your Denver wide receiver. <sighs> okay, Ricky, like some guy holding us ransom, is stringing us along with this prompt now. How many of these guys played with each other or another elite target? Top fifty picks in college, Ricky. This is you got you got to hook up. With <sighs> Ricky, yeah, guys. yeah. <laughs> so Jason Sorry. Jefferson, Brown, and Metcalf. I mean, there's a couple Sorry. pairs that did for sure. So, Unless yeah. a little... oh, we didn't say Waddle. I would Waddle. put Waddle in that. Group. Oh, Waddle's in. Yeah, who we boot? I think you you mentioned Waddle early. Yeah, we're booting your Broncos receivers for sure. Get the Broncos out. Well, to be honest, I mean, not that many, uh, Ricky, because we only took one of the Alabama receivers. We booted the rest. Bunch of bums. <laughs> oh, he said top fifty picks. So they Waddle did play with other top fifty picks. Yeah, he did. Who did he play? Who who did Waddle play with? It was in the you, top. You never heard this that? is a new concept. I haven't heard. Yeah, of it. there was four first round picks at the no. same time. No, there can be four first round picks team. from the same team. Yeah, how would they how would they know who's good? I don't know. I, Are there any more of those guys coming out now? Is there, even, is there another guy who played with those guys that people are worried about his prospect profilers as a result of being buried or not? Let's see here. Bullock getting his back. <laughs> Wait, who are you talking about there? Mechie? Mechie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Mechie jokes going right over my head. Yeah, it, was, it took me a sec. Bullock says, lots of talk about rookie quarterback Super Bowl windows, but how close do you think that gets to rookie wide receiver con- contract windows? I mean, Jefferson Chase on three to four million cap hits has to be similar value. I I don't know. Are we? We like love those the guys. Bengals, but are they still, yeah. The Bengals maybe have an offensive contract window. But I don't know that you have like a Super Bowl contract window with Justin Jefferson. Right? I mean, yeah, first of all, think, he's a wide receiver. He doesn't impact the team like nearly as much as a quarterback. So. Right. The surplus value that a, that a quarterback can generate is not just – yeah, it's just about the getting surplus value from the most important position because they're, they're – you know, like PFF does the wins above replacement stats, right? Like their war dominates every other position. It, it can also be true when you have the veteran quarterbacks who take, especially the ones to take discounts, like when Tom Brady late in his New England career, basically his whole second half of his career is playing above that contract as well. He's having such an impact on their success. It's, it's, I think it's way more. Right. About it's like you almost thing. can't overpay a really, really good quarterback. Um, and then if you, so then if you take that and instead of like, you know, not overpaying him because you're giving him a ton of money, but not an insane amount of money, 
you're actually not giving him that much money at all because he's on a rookie contract. It's like what you can do with that savings. You can spread it around. You but, can, and you can make mistakes too. That's a, I think one of yeah. the other things about the rookie quarterback thing is that like you can take a lot of shots, make a bunch of mistakes, and it doesn't matter because that's what people don't talk about with the Seahawks that I've always said. It's like they traded for Percy Harvin for a first round pick and signed him to a huge, huge extension in the middle of that. Then went and won the Super Bowl, and it was like one of the only one of the only plays he ever made for the Seahawks was that kick return TV in the Super Bowl. He didn't really ever do anything as a receiver. They gave up a ton for him and paid him a ton. But you're right, you can make mistakes like that. That would normally sink another team, but they had their window was even bigger because it wasn't just Wilson; it was a bunch of defensive players. That it's a value to have any other player, but the way that PFF again to actually extend this, the their war, they've put a dollar figure for each war. I think it's I think Eric Eager was tweeting about this a couple of weeks ago that it's like twenty five million in value for one war, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's fifty million, and they were talking about a half war player. I can't remember because Kevin, I was listening to unexpected points. He was talking about just like basically like you know war like to to be like a one war player you're like an absolute superstar like because that's like shifting the line every yeah. game if you're if you're missing so like at any position other than qb yeah yeah yes yeah like but if a you, QB you have like could an insane be... defensive season you'd be like a one and a half war player right or but a like qb that. could be like a three war guy or four war right. guy i don't know i haven't seen a lot of their numbers but like my understanding is a QB could be worth orders of make if you put it in the dollar value, it could be the worth same way that like hundreds of millions of dollars in value. And then okay, you're yeah. paying him 30. If Tom million, Brady okay. was out for the game. Like if Tom Brady is like out on Sunday morning, the line's shifting by like eight points or something. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a like massive that's, impact. That's but it's like thinking of it. Yeah. If Justin Jefferson's out Sunday morning, Justin Jefferson's out, the line might shift by like a point. Yeah. Exactly. You know, maybe maybe a point and a half too. But I don't think you're getting three points out of any receiver really. Basically, that can free up salary. What the, what you're talking about? Not having an extended Chase or or Jefferson or those guys. But you, the only way to like spend salary and get a massive amount of surplus value is if you have a a, a quarterback that's an MVP. Basically, I mean, like the quarterback's the one that impacts the game the most. I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but well, like if you have Justin Jefferson, that doesn't like, and then you like massively overpay some cornerback like Justin Jefferson is not going to bail you out of that right. spot. Right. You know. But Burrow might. Burrow might. Yeah. Yeah. Burrow probably will. Yeah. Um while you guys were having this incredibly heady conversation, there's a separate <laughs> uh conversation going on in the chat. Crack Rock is in Palm Beach with Robert Kraft right now and uh check out this alpha. Kraft is thrilled with Mac Jones. Word on the street. All right. His craft is happy with his uh, franchise quarterback, even though he has no other choices. But he is thrilled with him. <laughs> but, you know, there's been a lot of quarterback movement this year, so that, that does matter. <sighs> Jesus, Crack Rock. Um, crack Rock, hope you're doing well, buddy. Uh, once you Good get back to, hear, to the bro, pet yeah. house, we'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll chop it up again. It but sounds Crack like Rock, Crack Rock was tweeting out some like uh, some rumors or something the other day. I saw he had like some inside info. It wasn't. It wasn't with, that with him and Settlement as my my new official inside sources for all breaking professional <laughs> sports news. Um, let me see. Let's go to Crack Rock's Twitter page. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah, let's see. What do we, we got, Crack something. Rock? What have you been doing here? Um. Thread, I was with an NFL owner watching this game, hand over heart to the truth. Um, Craig, Rock, you could just say it's crap. We know the only guy you yeah. hang out with is crap. You mentioned crap, like, by name. 
yeah. lot more than any other. I've, I don't yeah. think I've ever heard him mention another owner. Have you guys? Yeah. We know that you guys are going to the Orchids of Asia spa together and just doing it all up. Um, let's see here. Here we go. I gave it to you. Weekend. It, like, are you an NFL owner now, Crack Rock? Is this you're at the uh, the owner's weekend? Lots of talk about Casey and the decision to let Hill go. Two is going to be under pressure to get back to his Bama days. Ross spent a ton and wants a ring. Also, the OT role is going to change for the playoffs. I have seen that the, the OT role was changing well this was crack rock are you at the owner's meeting like crack rock <laughs> yeah. actually has inside of <laughs> speaking at dinner with my new this York was Giants source and i asked him about barkley his answer was no one was offering any high picks rbs just have no value he said when i asked about tyreek hill he said wide receivers have all the value now besides qbs he did say that barkley will be featured extensively <laughs> I was actually like thinking today, like, oh, that report that Barkley's going to get a lot of work. And I was thinking, like, wait, wasn't that a crack rock tweet? This this sounds like a Rotoviz like article a now. This sounds like a Rotoviz article that was translated into a crack rock tweet. <laughs> Running backs have no value. Wide receivers have all the value, but Barkley's going to get the volume. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, crack rock, how many owners are you hanging out with? Jesus. Will you pick one? Is that the Will Stiller? They, they sold, right? Is it the Wilfs still? How big of a know. table are you at? Cr- That's Crack Rock. Is it the Wilfs or not? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, Ziggy Wilf. You take it out with Ziggy Wilf. <laughs> Crack Rock says, let's do a wide receiver only league deal. If we can also say wide receivers only minus Robert Woods, then we could. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get Cooper Cup in that league, Crack Rock. Uh, Crack Rock, will you take a. Uh, I need like an Ellen style selfie of you with all of the yes, others. There. Can we, can we please get that? Um, <laughs> hope you're doing well. Crack rock. It sounds like you are. We'll get you on the street. Oh, <laughs> I didn't like the, the Bobby. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry. That one's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. It's not like we would have won the main event. Had we take it. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, we'll get you a, a Bobby trees, Titans jersey to make up for <laughs> Um, you guys want to do one more of those rookie drafts? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Gonna hop in another rookies and sophomores draft. Um, next week we'll maybe we'll get our shit together and get in one of the FFPC leagues. We'll make I sure like to uh promote that on Twitter ahead of time if you guys want to earmark that on your calendars. I will be uh gone. Oh, you're gone, trip. you're gone. Yeah, but I mean Everyone earmarked that still. I just wanted to mention that, I guess, on the show at some point and just made me remember that I won't see you guys next week. Vacation. Yeah, your uh your trip sounds incredible. Let let the people know, I mean, with what you're willing to disclose, uh what where you're headed. Yeah, I mean just road trip all over the West Coast. Uh southern Utah, Bryce Canyon and uh Zion, then Grand Canyon, then Vegas, then LA and take the kids to Disneyland and then yeah. All, all the jazz. What kind of weather well, are you looking at? It's going to be kind of cold in southern Utah. It's like in the 40, 40s-ish. Uh, Vegas is going to be hot. I think California is going to be hot when we're there. So a little bit of, a little bit of a range. Like It'll be like pretty cold at times in, in southern, California, uh, southern Utah and then pretty warm at times in the other places. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, all right, we did get the Influencer 101. Uh, very familiar... Uh, we got burn zone here. I think we just flipped spots with him. Uh, are we going to run back this chase pick? Yeah, it's chase for me. Let's do it. 
double it down. I mean, uh, Chase is the cheat goat in this. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe Najee Waddle. is can compare with him, but Javante. Uh, I mean, I think Chase is just such a better pick than all you. Those you guys. can't in the same show make a case for Fournette over Najee, and then also say we could maybe take Najee over. Chase. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't think people realize that when the you gap. look at just this draft room, the gap between like a normal draft room where these guys go in ADP compared to anyone else you know right you just like can't make up the points at wide receiver if chase has the type of season he's capable of. right exactly that's the way to put it chase will just win this contest you'll have to have chase obviously yeah and that's why we exclusively draft chase uh bullock asking if you're gonna take <laughs> your family up angels landing and that you're gonna need some yak tracks because it's icy my guess is you're not taking your family on any technical climbs i'm not but i did do angels <laughs> landing the only other time i've been there 15 years ago that was some scary shit but one of the coolest things i've ever done uh, it's incredible if anyone ever gets a chance to do that um, i think i was I showing will... you guys some pictures from that like you walk with the yeah, chain and everything yeah. yeah um i would say Trevor Lawrence and Pitts. Uh, I like Pitts a lot. Lawrence, I always feel like, I don't know, maybe we, we can do Lawrence. Let's get Pitts. There's no good quarterback. We're back to we'll back. Take Lawrence. Yeah, that's All my right, only thing. It's just Lawrence. like. I mean, Lawrence is just such a bummer after Fields goes. It, yeah, you I know, mean, quarterback. Like, that's gets... what I wanted. Crack rock. <laughs> Some of us aren't, you know, eating shrimp cocktail with you know bobby Kraft right now we need to get in our reps for drafting season even if it's a four-man draft all right so does this mean that like uh bobby Kraft is a ship chasing guy <laughs> i think so are you guys all huddled around the table are you guys yeah. are you watching bobby Kraft watching ship chasing right now what's, up, what's bob? up bobby i mean let me tell you my co-hosts absolutely fucking love jacoby myers they try to make me draft we do <laughs> every draft i never get it but i do it to a piece you guys him. crushed it undrafted you got him undrafted guy's a baller oh sorry my bad i got the wrong appetizer here you're That's being very rude. calamari he's he's uh <laughs> he's sharing apps with nfl owners um i feel like we're i feel like us and burns on are just drafting like at the same team we basically drafted last time i guess not i guess we or we basically reversed ketchup stan stain yeah. oh you're right Ketchup stand. Ketchup stand. I gotta like that. I do like ketchup stand. Dude, I stand for that shit so hard. <laughs> Ketchup's under a bit of an attack right now. You know, it used to be kind of the top dog. No one used anything but ketchup. But now I feel like ketchup's not not quite, wow. you know, it's losing a little bit of market share. We need to take back stands ketchup. to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Mustard stand in my in some of my other drafts. Relish stand. Mayo stand. <laughs> Let's see. Burn zone. What you doing? I was hoping for ETN. Who do you ETN, guys ETN. Let's do it. Let's get that stack. Yeah. And, and then Wilson. I'm down yeah. with Wilson. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There we go. The Lawrence ETN stack. And, and we got Wilson there. Whew. Pretty nice. Whew. Pretty nice. Sexy. I really like the chat. The chat is now, I can't tell if Leland is directing this question to crack rock to ask like the NFL owners. Now, like this show is so confusing <laughs> that I assume questions in the chat are for crack rock to the NFL owners. <laughs> well, crack rock, I believe is answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Bullock is on to you. He says you have I, uh, I a love like affair Garrett going Wilson. with Garrett Wilson. I do, although he's my not he's not my number one wide receiver. I have Burks number one, but Wilson's and Wilson's a really really good prospect. Why did you say that when Burns was on the clock? You know he's watching. <laughs> oh, I thought Burks was gone because London. I, <laughs> I literally thought Burks was gone because. Uh... Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. Well, I blew um, that one, guys. We missed Bateman last time. We could do Bateman. We could grab Davis Mills or what do you want? Uh, let's skip Mills. Let's I want to do... skip Mills too at this stage. I like Bateman. Yeah, I'm down with Bateman. Bateman and Rondell. I would do Rondell or do Ramondre. Cra- uh, Crack Rock, tell us what uh, Bobby is saying about Ramondre. Are they going to feed him this year? Send Damian Harris out to pasture? Let Ramondre Yeah, that's eat? a great – I mean, it would be a real bummer if we, we had inside info. Crack Rock types slow. He's going to respond in 10 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> All right, put, put Rondell in the queue unless – I don't want the – if we don't have the inside info, we got to get Rondell. Okay, Rondale. all right. Speak quickly, Crack Rock. Come on, Crack Rock. Otherwise, no it's Rondell. Oh, God. All right, it's Rondell Moore. In our next turn, we're going to find out that, that alpha on Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, <laughs> sorry for uh, butting us on uh, Tray- Traylon Burks there. <laughs> it happens. Let's see here. So quarterback situation, we have just Lawrence. Burn zone has Lance and just took Mills. Ketchup Stan has Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. And uh, Ada here has Mac Jones and Malik Willis. So we're the last to two. So just depends if probably do Pickett here to mix it up. Yeah. Who did who was our second quarterback last time? Zach Wilson Um, and Zach Wilson and Corral. Oh yeah, isn't Corral? He has a bunch has of like, red flags. But oh, he he's, went. He went. He's going to wow. go. I think we should take oh, Corral okay. again. Let's take. Uh, probably... Let's take Sky Moore again. Hang yeah. on, we'll do that second. Let's do yeah. Sky Moore and Rashad White. Wait, go back to the QBs. We're really thin if we don't take Corral. I know, but we can get. I mean, you can get Ritter. You can get Howell. We we you might have to. You... We got to go two. I think if we don't yeah. take. Let's hope we All get. Right. Uh, corral back because he's he's down the list all right you know the knight the player so nice you had to draft him twice get used to it guy more two wise it's the fucking sickest name i've ever seen for a wide receiver in my goddamn life sky's up oh That is, uh, I, I love that we debuted that and I'm wearing the same shirt in the videos I'm wearing right now, but that is the best, uh, or such a better highlight clip than the first time we watched Guy Moore highlights. Remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You might have looked dope. We had to, we had to jazz it up. So we're going to get, uh, Kral. Um, nice. who do you want for our other? We could take Ritter, uh, and just double tap quarterback. He's got here. he's got a little bit of rushing juice. Like um, he's fine. I like I, like I probably like Howell a little bit better than Ritter. Uh, if he's there. Uh yeah, Ritter. So Howell. Good uh, I I prefer Howell. I'm not a big Ritter fan. 
you would know more than me, but the people that I, a lot of other people that I trust seem to really like Ritter. Ritter's got some steam. Um, it's all and over I, the place. I kind of like that he was like number one in their big board. I, I kind of like that Ritter was, I mean, let's go how, but I, I kind of like that he was good in college and went to the college football playoff with Cincinnati. Like, I, I feel like at QB, we don't talk about production enough. I, I kind of talked about this with fields last year and even in relating it back all the way to Deshaun Watson. Remember when Watson lost, when he was a prospect lost uh, some of his luster. And like, I think one of the most overlooked things was he was just really successful at Clemson. Like he's, he was good at football that yeah. matters. Ritter was, is the guy in this class. It was just like, let us let us Cincinnati Bearcats to the college football playoff. Like that should count for something. And he has a dual yeah. ability. And he's like, I think he like calls the protections and like kind right, of guys. pro ready stuff. We need a running back, back oh. even though we've never drafted one. We do need one. Mm, they all suck. Well, we only have two right now. Khalil Herbert. <laughs> I mean, that's fine with me. Yeah, that's fun. He was good last year. There it is. Let me. I'll get this. Probably, uh, probably should have taken a, another running we, back. Right? Yeah, we probably got a little the the old uh, Ronald Moore. <laughs> well, when we wanted to draft for Madre, but then Crack Rock, Crack Rock, uh, that, that was Crack Rock. Yeah, they came around. They have Harris one, Stevenson is two. Okay, so we actually did get inside info. It took till seven twenty seven. He's got to pause like... to eat his calamari and talk to the NFL owners. You know, I feel like Crack Rock's like a. A fortune teller or someone who does palm readings where they like just tell you what you know, but they reveal the information in a way that makes it seem like a magic trick. <laughs> they have Harris one and Stevenson two. Whoa. Inside info. <laughs> um Bullock asked, uh, where was it? How did you guys get connected with Crack Rock? I believe it was two years ago, Crack Rock saw us getting drunk drafting ffpc teams and said i want in on that uh and so then we drafted a team with him i think that's how I, it started crack rock just said it bullock <laughs> i reached out to his dm i think yeah. that's how i'm reading that there's some other letters there yeah. that i don't know how yeah. to read crack rock spelling is also getting progressively worse as yeah. the show goes like it's deteriorated in the past 20 minutes he's definitely <laughs> drinking when the gummies hit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't we talk crack rock we need aren't we doing like a retreat? We're doing a ship chasing retreat in the Berkshires or something. And then we're going to do a little road trip over to the dispensary. I believe that's what we agreed upon. That sounds great. Um, we got to plan that. Got to get that grimace. That's right. That's right. Um, Gretch, what, uh, it, what else are you trying to get done here before you, you head on this, uh, this trip? I mean, you timed your trip better than me. I, I left, when the free agency bombs were going left and right, I feel like yours is pretty well timed. Yeah, I mean the the kids' school planned their spring break really well for for the, for that reason. I wasn't really timing other than just my kids are off school, but um, I'm yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Sounds great. Did you did you settle on your Vegas? Uh, we never layover? did. Okay. No, we were looking at uh, what, what we were, I was talking to you guys about the Venetian, but it's like the most expensive one for the night that we're in Vegas, so. I'm probably not going to do the Venetian, but I haven't decided on the other one. Kind of, I might just like play it by ear, wait till the day of, and see what place will take us in. There you go, there you go. Get the hey, honey, why don't you and the kids, you know, go to bed a little early tonight, take things yeah. easy. Dad's got to hit the town. 
Unfortunately, my wife keeps telling me she can't wait to play the slots, so that means I'm standing oh, no. outside the casino with the kids for <laughs> a while while she plays slots. <laughs> One of my first, it, I, I was probably four years old, and we actually had to drive out for a funeral uh, from Colorado on my mom's side of the family and they rented like one of those big vans. So there was like 10 of us like packed in there. And I remember we were driving straight through to LA and we, we stopped in, or we were supposed to be driving straight through. We ended up stopping in Vegas and we're in the back and I'm like waking up and I see we're outside of a casino. And I'm like, what I asked my mom and dad, I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, Oh, your uncles wanted to go in and play a little slots. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, what the hell? It's like 3 a.m. on the way in a bathroom break just turned into them going to rip shots on the way to a fucking funeral. Like, what are we doing around here, guys? That's amazing. <laughs> uh, but yes, that you you said it's been a while since you've been to Vegas or that you've never yeah. been? No, it's been a while. Uh, yeah. Went for a bachelor party. I've not been to Vegas. I, I think that's the only time I've been uh, for a bachelor party in my mid-20s. And I'm 34 now. Never made it back down there. That's what happens when you have kids. At a young age, yeah, <laughs> you don't have a lot of easy ways to get to Vegas, but uh, I'm I'm excited to just like make a, a stop in. Um, but we're I mean we've already been talking about this year. I'm really excited to do the FFPC weekend one of these years as well. So I'm I'm planning on that for this fall as well. So maybe I'll have a couple trips to Vegas. Yeah, I mean we obviously haven't uh, put anything down in ink, but just even from checking in on everyone in the Discord, it seems like. We're going to have a good crew. I mean, last year we had a blast with, you know, there's probably eight or nine of us. Um, and, you know, obviously stuff with COVID was flaring back up again. It was hard for people to make that happen. And, you know, this year, I think it'd be reasonable that we could get, I don't know, 25 ship chasers out there around there. Like, I, I think it'd be a blast. Be we'll, we'll, we'll plan some stuff. We had a lot of fun last year. Getting Gretch out this year would be, we'll, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll blow it out. It'll be good. I mean, I'm not missing it two years in a row. I'll tell you that. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. Uh, and it's, we're gonna it's, have uh, quite a few cubes going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we probably have to run it back out there. We probably need to call ahead and uh, get a big resume. Make sure you have enough cubes. They ran out yeah. of cubes. <laughs> she's like, she's like, sir, uh, are you trying to book a room? No, 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 I'm trying to book cubes. I need to make sure it's an all cubes odd deck. How situation. big is your freezer? Yes. There's uh, uh there's 20 of us, so we're gonna need about 200 cubes. <laughs> For those of you who uh are not familiar with what we're referencing, we went to uh a restaurant. Do you remember the name of it, Pat? I can't remember the name of it. No, Chris G uh I believe was the one who found it. And this place had big cubes, and it became this game of seeing how many cubes our waiter would put in the cocktails for us. And I actually think Pat ended up uh, winning this uh, pretty good here. You got the three. Because I thought I was, Pat asked for a second cube. And I was like, oh, watch this. I'll ask the waiter for a third cube. And then I think Pat asked for a fourth cube. That was four. And it's four cube, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, four. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, The wait, I mean, just just incredible waitering. He was just like, he like kind of observed (laughs) what was. (laughs) There you go. Kareem. Oh, oh, that not oh. no. We were absolutely hammered at this uh this dinner. But yes, this was uh some of the more of the good times we can uh we can run back this year with a bigger crew uh in Vegas. So I believe those dates are already up 
Um, it's always the weekend after Memorial Day weekend. We'll always organize it more in the Discord, but should be a fun time. Uh, Pat, Gretch, any uh, final words before we get out of here? Wait, the weekend after you said Labor Day. Day. You meant Sorry, Labor Day. Labor Day. Yes. You're like, what? <laughs> I got to schedule this. We're, draft book. We're, this we're drafted in June. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything uh, else people should look out for from you guys? Well, I'll just mention uh, I got Hayden Winks coming on tomorrow. Ryan McDowell coming on tomorrow. We're talking about rookie risers and fallers. Nice. Nice. Sick. Sean and I are doing uh, our first draft of the year tomorrow. I'm going to cut that up into a couple pieces to run uh, on stealing bananas for next week while I'm gone. So you'll get one of those, one of our talking through the draft things that we did for anyone who also listens oh, to nice. stealing bananas. We did a few of those in August last year, but we'll do our next few episodes will be on that. So yeah, that's uh, the best other thing I got coming. Sounds great. Um, all right, guys, we appreciate you. Come hang out with us in the discord. If you would like we are here every Wednesday at 9.15. Get your Sky More shares while you can. Peace out. Peace out.